0: what's up everybody and welcome to this week's edition of davinci cases All right. So the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question. So we're going to go through the question stem, point out the relevant clinical findings, take a look at the question and the answer choices and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question. Then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question. So for this case, we've got a 57 year old man. He's presenting to the emergency department with substernal chest pain, dyspnea and diaphoresis. So right away, you're obviously gonna be worried about an MI. You also could be worried about a PE or even an aortic dissection. Could also be worried about tamponade potentially. Vitals, he's 37 degrees Celsius, so he's afebrile. Heart rate of 103, so he's pretty tachycardic. Blood pressure, 174 over 92, so he's hypertensive and then respiration rate of 22. So he's breathing pretty fast. So this guy's in pretty acute distress. He's got chest pain, he's short of breath, he's sweating heavily, he's tachycardic, his blood pressure's high, he's breathing heavily. Definitely gonna be worried about any one of these. EKG is done, and that shows ST segment elevation in leads V3 and V4. And so what you're looking for is is just this, ST segment elevation, because this is indicative of a ST segment elevation myocardial infarction, or a STEMI. Which requires a prompt response from the cardiology team and so here that's what they were he was diagnosed with was diagnosed with a STEMI. and so what happens is they call cardiology in they give them some medications and they send them right to the cath lab to undergo angioplasty and stenting and so that's what they did here they gave them aspirin for anticoagulation sublingual nitroglycerin morphine for pain control and then supplemental oxygen via nasal cannula and then they transported them to the cardiac cath lab for percutaneous coronary intervention, which is also known as angioplasty and stenting. So this is a pharmacology question. So it's asking which of the following effects is the primary reason this patient was given nitroglycerin. So in order to answer this, let's first go over the mechanism of nitroglycerin. So nitroglycerin is what's called an organic nitrate. And there's other organic nitrates, and they all act pretty much the same. So organic nitrates within the cell, within vascular smooth muscle cells specifically, they're converted into what's called nitrite ions, which are then converted into nitric oxide, which is a potent dilator of blood vessels. And the way nitric oxide works is it actually activates an enzyme known as guanylate cyclase. And what guanylate cyclase does, it converts GTP into cyclic GMP. And then what cyclic GMP does is it causes the dephosphorylation of myosin light chain, or MLC. So I'll have a phosphate group here. So it dephosphorylates that, which then leads to relaxation of vascular smooth muscle cells and so what that leads to is then dilation of blood vessels and so as far as the impact of nitroglycerin on cardiovascular physiology there's two main things it does so it actually is a potent venodilator which means that it causes dilation of the veins which then decreases venous return, also known as preload. So it decreases the preload on the heart. And by decreasing the preload, you decrease the end diastolic volume of the left ventricle, which then decreases the wall stress of the ventricle. What also happens is you cause systemic vasodilation, so of the arteries. And what that does is it decreases the afterload. So it decreases the peripheral resistance against the heart. And so what both of these do by decreasing the wall stress and by decreasing the afterload, you decrease cardiac work. So you essentially decrease the amount of work or the demand on the heart. It essentially offloads the heart. And so by offloading the heart, you decrease the O2 demand. And why is that important? Because you have a blockage in one of the vessels. And so you're not getting nutrients and oxygen efficiently to the cardiac tissue. And so by decreasing the amount of oxygen that the cardiac muscle needs, by decreasing the work that it needs to do, you help kind of offset this decrease in perfusion caused by the myocardial infarction. Now, nitroglycerin, it also, yes, it does dilate the coronary arteries, but that's not the main benefit from giving nitroglycerin. Sure, that could help maybe open up the vessels a little bit, but there's still a clot in there. However, by decreasing the preload and decreasing the afterload, you really get, again, offload the heart. And so by decreasing the amount of work the heart needs to do, that's where you get the main benefit from giving nitroglycerin. So we come back to the question here. And so again, we want to look at which of these effects is the primary reason you would give nitroglycerin to a patient having a myocardial infarction. So increased afterload, this is just wrong because nitroglycerin causes a decreased afterload. That's one of the benefits of it. Coronary artery vasodilation. So sure, it can cause that, but this is not the primary reason. Because again, sure, you maybe open up the vessel a little bit more. There's still a blockage in there. And the problem is, is if you don't decrease the workload that the heart needs to do, that O2 demand is still there. That demand for perfusion is still there. Decreased preload, so this is gonna be the main benefit. Nitroglycerin causes a decreased preload, again, decreased end diastolic volume, decreased stress on the the ventricular wall, and then as a result of that, you decrease the O2 demand because you've decreased the cardiac work. Decreased heart rate, if anything, nitroglycerin actually usually results in a slight increase in heart rate, and that's because by decreasing the afterload, you're actually gonna decrease the blood pressure a little bit, And so as a kind of a compensatory mechanism, the autonomic nervous system is gonna actually increase the heart rate. So again, the primary reason, again, you give nitroglycerin for a patient with an MI is because you're decreasing preload. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you check back every Wednesday for new Da Vinci cases. And then to see the corresponding video for this audio, check out our website at dviacademy.com where you can also find PDF notes for this audio as well. Also on our site, you can find our book and video packages for anatomy and biochemistry. You can also follow us on Instagram for weekly posts and video. And then lastly, if you have any questions about the content of this video or about da Vinci Academy, put them in the comments and our team will be sure to answer them. All right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.